How much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Right. Today is February 16th, 2023. Dr. Hayes, good to see you today. It's good to be seen, Dr. Cooper. I know, that's right. Oh my gosh, there's been so much since last we had a podcast. I don't even know where to begin, although I do want to have... um, Send healing energies to Michigan State University. Uh, as of today or yesterday, uh, February the 15th, there were 71 mass shootings in the United States. Um, that's That equals out to two mass shootings a day. Um, and so we're sending energy for healing um, to college campuses around, campuses all over the place. I don't know. What it does, what kind of sense it makes. It was a year anniversary of the shooting, a uh, five-year anniversary of the shooting at um, the uh, the school um, that that the shooting that took place uh, five years ago on Valentine's Day Park Parkland School shooting, I believe, um, and it just it's interesting because. I don't have any words, Dr. Hayes. I, I was telling my college, my undergraduate students the other day, I said, if you were just going to class, minding your own business, and then the senselessness of the embodiment of evil, evil breaks out. The irony is that it's a black man that did the shooting. Statistically, those who have done the mass shootings have been single white guys, single in terms of singularly doing the act massively. And again, another irony is that this was the week that the hearing took place for that shooting of black folks targeted in Buffalo and the image of the family. The sister of one of the victims got up in the court and was saying, you don't know anything about black folks. And, and you took it upon yourself. And, and her son lunged out at that demonic person. Um, because he was he's a demon. Uh, we need to give him a name. I don't know which pit of hell he came from. But he had he's a demon. And I think we need to call that stuff out. And then the chemical spill. In East Palestine, Ohio. And um, I don't know what the truth of that is, but I saw a little boy saying, 
What am I supposed to do when this smell is so bad? Little kid, you know, mm. families torn apart and and the containment. How are you going to contain a chemical spill that that travels in the air, that that's in the soil? The Ohio River is not too far. I think there's a couple of creeks, and I'm sure those creeks end up in some sort of river basin and the effects of it. I mean, the wind is blowing all over the place. Fish are dead. Mercy, mercy me. Now what Marvin Gaye saying, things ain't what they used to be. Well, a lot of it is neglect that Agencies have not kept up with the surveillance on on the natural things that that make for life in America. They're always wanting to do away with regulations when regulations is what keeps things on a level plane. Uh, When you let people just do whatever they want to do, of course, there are going to be accidents and, and things that will happen to affect many, many lives. And that's the thing, you know, you look for government to do those things that will protect as many people as possible. But we've just let down on a lot of these things, and we're seeing the repercussions of all of that now. And then we have, um, just a few minutes ago, President Biden got on explaining the shooting down of the unidentified aerial objects and uh, what that means. Um, And this is nothing new. I think that we're just more maybe aware of it, uh, that these surveillance or these balloons, because people, I mean, companies, again, do these sorts of scientific fact findings. Um, That's how you can get the, the, the weather forecast and all of this other kind of stuff. But it begs a great question. Um, when is it innocent and when is it intentionally used to, uh, you know, take some of our pertinent information? You know, I always am amazed at how we can put in a navigational system. You know, when I was growing up, I remember learning how to read a map from my dad. He says, as long as you know where the sun rises and the sun sets, you will never be lost. And I've taken that. As, as a parameter, you know, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. And so if I'm supposed to be going east or west and the sun is doing either one of those things, I need to turn around. And, and how do I go north and how do I go south? Well, you got to know where east and west is, right? And so, and I always use the Mississippi River as my boundary as well. I grew up in the south and the river was, was on the eastern part of me. So as long as I was riding parallel, I knew I was going east towards the river whatever direction I was going. But it's interesting because if I can put it in my cell phone or in my navigational system on my vehicle where I'm going, how does the satellite know? And are we junking up the the stratosphere, the atmosphere with all of these satellite gadgets to have the, the, the Wi-Fi capabilities that we have grown accustomed to? I mean, we're polluting the airspace as much as we have polluted the the ground that we walk on, those satellites are somewhere. I mean, just think about it, Dr. Hayes. 
I, I, I like the technology and the Wi-Fi, but, but it makes me wonder, well, where are those cables? <laughs> How, what are we connected to? You don't even see really light posts anymore up and down the highway or even in, in, in the cities, the, the city lights. They're, they're uh, almost a thing of the past. There are no wires to hang lights. So how do we, how do we get the creature comforts that we have grown accustomed to in this nation at the expense, at the expense of other life forms? I'm, I'm, I'm including this uh, as much as I don't like them, squirrels and, Rabbits and fox and possums and all of that—they're um, gonna take over one day, and we're gonna—we're we, not even gonna know what to do. We haven't been good stewards of our resources, and yeah, and humans are the worst yeah. animals. Go ahead. That's, that's true. Um, and I, I really, frankly, don't know what the answer is because we—it's—it's it's harder to pull back than it is to move forward. And so a lot of these things that have been invented to make life uh, so-called easier or more convenient for for us, there is always a consequence or a price to pay. Nothing is free. And um, I think we just just coast along uh, just uh, oblivious to to what all of this really means, the things, the changes that have happened in our world and the repercussions of the many things that they have adjusted in the environment. I think we don't know half the story. And so how do we, how do we bounce back? Do we bounce back? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, How can we be better in terms of, why the big G.O.D. created humankind in the first place, uh, not for domination purposes, but to be good stewards, to take care of the earth. I keep going back to um, when the pandemic hit and we were all isolated, sheltered in place, standing in our spaces. And for the first time in hundreds of years, the Himalayas were seen in various places uh, around the globe were able to see clean rivers, even in the United States, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and today, where I am, we're getting the first major snowfall, uh, a, a foot of snow, and, and in other parts of the country, they're, they're having record-breaking heat. Uh, temperatures, where it was, we're supposed to have an exorbitant amount of snow, it's not happening around the eastern seaboard. Um, but yeah, Doc, it's it's uh, an interesting an interesting time, and we haven't talked since the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs! How about those Chiefs? And all of the uh, negativity around. Nobody thought the Chiefs would 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 win because it's a it's a new team per se. The stars are no longer on the team. They were they were free agents that went elsewhere. But you know when it's when it's uh, who can control whatever, uh, um, how the game goes and, and folks it's a, are saying. It's an energy field. All of those things that occur depends on the energy mm-hmm. that is uh, being uh, emanated from those people who are involved in the, in the game itself. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, when you 
you you get cocky and you you think you're better than you really are. Uh, some of that negative energy kind of reverberates and and you're not as great as the person who thinks that they got to fight to to make it happen. Um, and so I think that that works on us psychologically, you know, when everybody says, well, you're going to be the winner, you go in thinking, and then you, 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 you go in understanding you might be the underdog. Then you put forth a little more, there's a little more energy that is expended when it's a mind, it's a psychological thing, you know, for people. And I'm always amazed at how that determination to win and to show people, yes, we, we, we're good enough to win, um, really gives the advantage to, to those players. And even, even Mahomes being injured, the determination beyond even the physical restraint uh, was evident. Mm-hmm. So what can you do? Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> throw in the towel. You fight to the finish. You fight know, what the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but the one who endures. You play until the end. Right. You, you it's run on. Attitude. It's the attitude. It's the attitude. It makes but, all the difference. But they yeah. say it's the attitude that makes the altitude. Hey. <laughs> It's a little trite, but it's true. But it's true. It's true. You know, it's it's, it's a, the layman's observation, but mm-hmm. it pans out all the time. All the time. Well, but tell me about Rihanna. Did she? Why? How come she's not being paid? For I, I just heard a little news flash that she wasn't going to be paid. She probably don't need it. She a billionaire. She topped the Forbes. 2022 new billionaires the sister got it going on i mean she she don't need that little piece of change and hopefully this is a hopefully this is a platform for others uh because for two hours worth of entertainment we know that that the um the ads for the super bowl 30 second ads cost seven million dollars and we saw that he gets us for the first time if anybody never watched the, the football uh nfl this season they were on the back by that he gets us ads but they've all been a part of the nfl all season sure. but for folks to just see it one time at the super bowl it arrested a lot of people who haven't been paying attention to that and i always laugh because the commercials are great messages but you follow the money and what's so interesting is that why would somebody spend seven million dollars at least to, to advertise about jesus who says you know uh give all you got to the poor you got that much money to buy an ad for the Super Bowl. What kind of hypocrisy is that? Do I need advertisement? That's what Jesus sent me on a chat, Snapchat mess the other day and wanted me to say, does Jesus need advertisement? No, I don't need none of that. It's just capitalism at its finest. And now all these people got their dander up in the air. It's like, come on, it ain't even that serious. And then back to Rihanna, she don't need the money. Uh, she good. And I wish a lot more people would say that. But what's so interesting is that, again, perhaps is that how black women uh, don't necessarily value us, ourselves, our own worth. And uh, it's interesting. Then we get this whole energy around the, the, uh, the hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing, and the national anthem. It's a hymn. And it's and then you got the national anthem. I I don't care if they sing lift every voice and sing. I happen to sing it all the time because it's great poetry, written by uh, James Weldon Johnson, set to music by his brother. 
And and I could sing it every day. I could say sing parts of the lyrics every day because it's speaking to my soul. Um, but it's I don't think it needs to be put on display. And I don't think we need to have energy around people who didn't stand up for it. Because if you move by the spirit, you move by the spirit. And I wish we wouldn't get so caught up on that stuff. I rarely I think would. A lot of a lot of it's it's a lot of hoopla about symbolism and it and and it what it means to the people uh, who sing it from a certain place is what is more significant than whether you who does who do who do not really understand what it's all about or choose not to understand. You know why would you sing it? It's not your story. Yeah. I remember as a um, when I was in high school, my my consciousness was awakening, probably in middle school, junior high is what it was called. But um, maybe I realized who Francis Scott Key was. And I remember Betsy Ross and, and I played the saxophone and band and they always did the flag and all of that before every football game, et cetera. I never stood up, but that was in the that was in the 80s. And nobody got upset. I just never stood up and I never put a, my hand around my on my chest, on my heart, because the Bible that I thought that I could understand mentioned idols. And I thought the flag, even in the late 70s, early 80s, was an idol. And I'm thinking, why are we, why are we pledging allegiance to a flag? When, when I used to read these scriptures before I developed a theological frame of reference just from you know, just thinking about the words, does this mean, is this, idol? why are we doing this, you know, as a kid? And now, you know, 20, 30, 30, almost 30 years later, 40 years later, because I'm 54, we got this energy around who's standing up, who's patriotic. I wasn't patriotic. I, I didn't celebrate the 4th of July because I knew. Well, this, whole, this whole idea of uh, national patriotism it really it grows out of uh, the Israelites' uh, commitment to land, and and with some sense of understanding that God was giving them land, and uh, having a land of your own, and all of that. I, I just you know the symbolism takes on uh, too much literal interpretation. If you ask me, uh, I think that. Rather than singing a song to your land, <laughs> you might want to mm-hmm. uh, say something about your people and your people and what they represent and how they treat each other and and how they look at the rest of the world in terms of how they uh, live their lives. So, I don't know, symbolism, you know, t- t- continues to take on new new meaning to different people depending on what your perspective in life and so it's all open for interpretation Mm -hmm. and that's what happens yeah yeah so dr hayes here we are and um with so much going on i want to i want to just share this little bit as we end today The Marvin Gaye. Whoa. Oh, mercy, oh, mercy, mercy, me. mercy, mercy, me. 
The brother was prophetic. He has social consciousness. Very much so. Help our brothers and sisters in Ohio today as we figure out for them. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.